0: the USFL gambling podcast week one reaction episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet, bet $10 at win bet and get $200 in free bets, bet, big win bigger with win bet. Download the Winbet app now or visit winbet.com. That's w Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get Mountain Cold Refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to slash SGP. That's slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as forty grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And last but not least, are brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is free to download. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. Football is a unique American experience. A game described by one turn of the century critic as crude and barbaric, with
1: little chance of survival. But survive, it did.
0: Podcast. Week one review recap episode. My name is Kobe Swingin' Dan to Dan, aka pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price that no one touches Dundee. <laughs> Double the price. Actually, I need a new sound job. Alright. Uh, whatever 5 into 10,000 is patty i mean i mean not a 10,000 a thousand is what we need to uh figure out more than double the price it's <laughs> we're we're doing things what over here that, uh, 20, 20 200 tw- times 200 the price 200 times the price 200 times the price and no one still touches dundee and no one still touches dundee i'm joined by my co-host former former jmu duke defensive back give it up for the burrito eating. Sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh,
1: well. Oh,
0: yeah. Bringing that kind of energy tonight. Know about it. I mean, okay. Week one of USFL is in the books. Um. Yes, yes, yes. So, I, the evidence has been falsified. It's
1: impossible. I, never the law. I am the law.
0: <laughs> I am the law. Look, your boy Dundee's been waiting since 1986 for the return of the USFL, <laughs> and it finally happens. And I hope you listen to our DFS show. I hope because. Well, you know, your boy Dundee just finished first place. So I'll be honest. There's like multiple contests in the DFS slate for for DraftKings there, and uh, your boy Dundee entered a few, a few different lineups. But basically, I got down to the point where I only had like seven dollars in my DraftKings account. And I said, okay, well, let me just put one in this five dollar lineup, and boom, your boy restocked. picked Dundee. <laughs> Wins a thousand dollars, finishes first place in the USFL DraftKings edition. Boom! I mean, don't I have some guns on this that I can just shoot off?
1: Oh, we gotta go for this.
0: we do gotta go for Patty C because I'll tr- say this. What's that? For week
1: one, buddy, all that prep you did seems to have paid off because a lot of your hunches. A lot of your ideas came to fruition here.
0: Yes, and i I guarantee you, all the other people playing the DFS were like, "Well, I don't get (laughs) the brain Because boom, did I give you uh, a thousand? I won, I won first place. All right, first fucking place, and a lot of that had to do with me feeling an awesome team. Do we have any idea how many entries were in that? Over two hundred. Nice. I know over two hundred because I scrolled down that far. But I don't know the exact number, but it doesn't matter because a thousand dollars in my bank account. And uh, what'd you? I mean, look, there's. I know USFL was trending today with Davion Smith apparently got cut because the the from the Pittsburgh Maulers because he wanted pizza when they were serving him chicken salad. (laughs) (laughs) And shout out to was it the Pittsburgh Maulers I think today that had an audible or a a read uh, (laughs) of of chicken salad. (laughs) Oh Either way, uh, that's fucking hilarious. I personally thought it was a publicity stunt, which successfully worked because it was trending on fucking Twitter. It kind of appeared to be that. Um, regardless, it's great for the league. But overall, Patty C. Before we talk, before I, I mean, I could go on for hours just talking about how I'm the best and I just picked pick the great lineup and you know. But what nothing's you think?
1: ever stopped you from doing that before. <laughs>
0: Exactly. You know what you're capable of. Over exactly. There. But Woo! the D
1: belongs high in the air <laughs> after today. Uh
0: but what what would you make of uh week 1 USFL action? Well, it was
1: fun. I will say that, you know, another thing you guys could have tailed was the roulette on um on the unders.
0: Oh, yeah, we said uh we we gave this away as a, uh, what am I thinking of? Not a parlay, but a round Robin on the unders where three of the four hit. I mean, miraculously that, that new Orleans breakers game should the over. should have hit. No one could kick field goals, but uh, it was Not just
1: a ton of offense. Uh, you yeah. Know, but that's what you expect when you have three weeks of prep time. I actually think that you know the the game was super refreshing to watch football without penalties and see players allowed to make hits that they would traditionally make like super refreshing actually. Uh,
0: there was only two penalties or actually like one crackback block on a P Michigan Panthers punt return for a touchdown that drove me crazy and then two two roughing the passers that I thought well one of them I thought maybe the other one bullshit but you're always gonna have bullshit calls in sports. I thought they did a great job, especially the opening night, the generals and stallions. Yeah. I thought it was perfectly refereed and uh, look, I love this league. I mean, look, and it's only going to get better. Three weeks of prep. Wait until you're, you know, six weeks down the line, five weeks down the line. This is going to be fantastic. We got games on Friday, Saturday and Sunday coming up. I thought the Monday night thing was a blessing. Now I, I still thought you, you go play in some weather. I know it was lightning, but I mean, come on. <laughs> uh <Yeah. laughs> what'd you make? I mean, I, I I I loved it. I loved it every second. Not I'm not saying this because I won a thousand dollars. Um sure that has something to do with it, but even prior to that, I was saying that I, you know, after the that Birmingham Stallions game against the Generals, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a great football game. I thought really everything except for really the game tonight on Monday Night Football, which I still thought was awesome because I won a thousand dollars, but uh I thought three wow. of the four games hit. I mean,
1: tonight uh, you would have had to have appreciated defense, um, but that's the funny thing about gambling or just being a football fan. You can appreciate defense. And in this situation, as we were watching Colby go through his sweat, both teams (laughs) needed to play defense and both did. So uh, it worked out pretty well. It was, it was coming down to it there for a minute, but uh, you know, Hey, sometimes, uh, sometimes you're smart or lucky, whatever it is you win.
0: So I'm going to go ahead and say I'm smart, Patty. See, you know, me there you All right. go. take take full credit, <laughs> but it was great to see there were a lot of great hits. I loved it. I, I'll be honest. They figured out special teams. Then it's way better than the XFL. It's better than the NFL's. The, the kick it goes in the end zone every year or every, yeah. every game. I'm sorry. What
1: was their explanation? They basically said that the, the kickoff more resembles a punt where they put the Returning team closer to the yeah, kicking team. They
0: line up 20 yards from the, the kicking tee and then they run back, but it gives the kicker. I mean, if anything, it helps the returner. Like the returner, their average returns were going to like the 45 or 50. Now yeah, I you kn- want
1: to talk about promoting scoring. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty easy right there.
0: Yeah. And I thought it was, I, I actually think it's way better than the XFLs. I thought the XFLs was terrible. I know people know that, but I will always take a shot at that. Now here we are. I mean the first game, first off stallions generals. I thought that was the best game of the week. Now that came for uh, the, 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 the stadium attendance was great. The other ones weren't, but also you got to remember this was in the middle of a lightning storm. The games got delayed and then uh, it's
1: also their local
0: team. Yes. So there was, it's almost like a perfect storm. No pun intended. Hey, Um. But uh out the gate, now Mike Riley won me over because he called twenty-four straight running plays. I have never <laughs> seen a Mike Riley team call that many running plays. If anything, it was the opposite. I've seen twenty-four pass plays, but um I, I I thought honestly, I thought the generals were way better than the stallions, but the Stallions got lucky by the generals couldn't make a field goal, and I thought Mike Riley took the foot off the gas, went for some field goals at some questionable times, and I really don't understand, even though I benefited off this. I played DeAndre DeAndre Johnson as my fantasy football quarterback. The thousand dollar roster was with DeAndre Johnson. And believe it or not, I don't think he should have been in the game because Luisa Perez was thirteen of eighteen for two touchdowns, no interceptions. Why why pull him? Now I know DeAndre Johnson still ran for about a hundred yards, a touchdown and threw for fifty nine,
1: but yeah. eight yards a rush for DeAndre Johnson, not bad. Probably the 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 highest rushing average of the whole week. I just don't understand
0: why you bench Perez when Perez he's was successful.
1: Yeah, and he was the only guy that looked like a true field general out there.
0: I mean, I honestly think he you kind of out—he outcoached himself. Now I'm thankful that he did. And then uh, I mean, they were—they completely outgained the Stallions. But once again, Alex Mago gets gets out of the game, and Jamar Smith, someone that I mentioned, I should pull that clip from the SGP podcast. I said Jamar Smith, one to watch. He's been in Skip Holtz' offense while well, it was at Louisiana Tech a former conference USA player of the year and he came in and he made the, the the he made the plays to win this game and steal this crowd um as and by the way shout out to the college football coaches the recent college football coaches I know Mike Riley used to coach a while back but the ones Larry Fedora, Skip Holtz, Kevin Sumlin undefeated I think with college football you have to adapt to your roster every single year which gives you an advantage over these other leagues and, and other, uh, I mean, I guess where the adaptation is smaller,
1: you know, the NFL you're you're running more or less the same system you might have to tweak here or there, you know, 55% run or 55% pass to 60% pass in that range, which seems to be the extent of the uh, modification that's going on on that. But you're right. You know, in college, you might have an option quarterback one year and you might have an air raid quarterback quarterback the next.
0: Yeah, and and NC Nick brought up that point of college coaches looking really good in week one of the USFL. So yeah, generals uh really kind of blow that game. The kicking was atrocious, which I'm all for. I'm all for uh, dude. dude, I, I actually love this league. Like, okay, the only thing that I would say if I had to say weakness, okay, I would like roughing the passer to be called a little bit a little bit less, even though it was only called I think three times all weekend. Yeah. Um, I, would, I saw a
1: couple that were questionable. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I would like, I mean, I get it. We had COVID pending all these people that tweet are tweeting out that, Hey, the, the league, why are they stuck in one location? You can't just start a league a week ago. They had to plan this and with different States and different, you know, legislature within the States, you couldn't just say, Hey, let's go play. But obviously I do think that was lacking. The other three games didn't have much of a crowd. Now, some of that was because of weather and, and not knowing when these games would be, but also uh, like you're not, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, also like we have to realize that they're coming out of a pandemic. They couldn't arrange these things. Now I do think the XFL had the advantage, the the most recent XFL of like, yes, you're in different locations. So it looked a little bit better, but uh, what do you, what do you make of the crowds?
1: Well, I think obviously you're going to have a little bit of a hard time attracting uh, a crowd to uh, a team that isn't associated with their city, you know, and by putting the generals and stallions on the standalone Saturday night game, they kind of made that the marquee game and it, and it had a decent crowd Apparently there were 40,000 tickets sold only about 17,500 showed up probably because of the weather but it was still decent looking on TV worthy of getting excited about. Obviously when you have these completely empty stadiums, like you had on Sunday and tonight it takes away from, you know, the visual aspect of the product. And so, um, but I will say that when I looked at the schedule, they've scheduled weeks two and three, everything after that is TBD in terms of time slots. But um, the uh, stallions are playing the middle uh, time slot on Sunday, both days, which I think is smart because. They will have some early arrivals for the, the morning game, and then they'll have hopefully a pack stadium for the stallions again. And then some, some people that stay extra for the uh, evening game. And so, you know, the Saturday night game may suffer a little bit, but maybe that's a, a good spot in a standalone spot that gets a little attention. Either way, we have talked about this before. It's not necessarily the crowds that is going to make this thing a financially like viable uh product because Fox owns it and Fox is getting the airing and how did they do on TV ratings
0: Yeah 3.5 it peaked at 3.5 million viewers and that's not even with the uh with the cord cutting I think that number could I mean I think it, it averaged 3 million and I think that number could go up because I think that's strictly based on it's harder to tell numbers now than ever before uh God's eye is one <laughs> one reason why but uh but yeah um uh, obviously 3 million views, million viewers. That's that's fantastic. Okay, XFL I think at three point three, um, but this thing peaked at three point five. And
1: look, baseball's got uh, like empty stadiums all over the place. MLS isn't necessarily selling out, and even if they do, they're not getting great TV viewership. Even even though it didn't look great on TV to have all those empty seats, the TV viewership, the numbers make it seem like that was a nice opening weekend. Like financially
0: yeah. dude. they just need to make it through, which I, obviously they have the money and the backing from Fox. If they just make it through. And, and I, I really believe they're, they're to something now. Uh, yeah. I mean, 3.5 that's, that's I, I, if I'm Fox, I'm happy with that because that's kind of where the average was with the XFL and everything. So that's why you invested. That's why you invested and you got a great reward there. And that's only game one. That's what's crazy is game one. Yes. Will will the ratings drop a little bit normally, traditionally that happens. But we've also never seen a season more than a season in a spring league since the world league in nineteen in 1991, you know what I mean? So it's very unfair. Allow this
1: product to develop a little bit here.
0: That's I've always said that to you, man. Like if they just grow, I mean, uh, how about this? We're about to talk about this game. The gamblers beat the Panthers 17 to 12. The Panthers earned a 4.0 rating yesterday in Detroit, which is more more than quadruples the regular season average of Detroit Pistons games. All right. right. Now, now the reason why I say that is BS because the lions fan base is terrible and and Michigan and Michigan state uh, in football do great numbers wise. If the Panthers, which have a rich history in the USFL can sustain themselves. Now they lost the game, but I just think in general, this thing is going to work. It's going to work. I really believe it. They just need to. They just need time. Obviously, that did David Davion Smith story with the pizza. I know that's in a negative light right now, but I also think it could kind of work out in their favor. Just let this thing work. Game. I
1: saw something to the, uh, to the extent of them offering an invitation for him to return to the team. I don't necessarily know that I agree with that. If there is like a legitimate reason for him to be canned, which they're claiming there is, but whatever, you know, that's small potatoes. Um, but yeah, I mean. It, you're right. That it's a it's a somewhat compelling little, I guess, whatever, TMZ story for people to chew on.
0: And and I'll be honest, Gamblers, Panthers, so that score was 17-12. I thought the Panthers should have won this game. Jeff Fisher, I thought, I mean, man, why are you playing the two quarterbacks? Shea Shea Patterson really had this offense moving a lot more than Paxton Lynch. I know Shea Patterson had a classic JP Lossman play where he slipped, <laughs> he slipped, got up, and then fumbled, and that thing got taken back to the house. But I, I actually think the Panthers, um, yes, the first half, they looked like shit, but in the second half, they were the better team. They couldn't capitalize. And I think that cost them. And we saw the gamblers. They benched Clayton Thorson after the first, the first uh, what three quarters for Kenji Bahar. I wonder who's the starter next week. I, I, I mean, this was another decent game. It, it opened up rough, but I thought overall a decent game. Um, I thought the Panthers got robbed. I thought they returned a punt for a touchdown. They gave that stupid block in the or, or blindside block bullshit, and I that that is killing football in my opinion. Like in on all levels, the blindside block shit. Like you're supposed to be able to deem if I don't block him, he's gonna make the fucking tackle. How am I supposed to know when he turns his fucking head? It is the dumbest rule in all of sports. Uh, he as long
1: as you get your head in in front of his chest, right? and you don't hit him in the back. Yeah, it is idiotic. Like this guy has the ability at that point to just turn his head away from you the entire time. Like to the point where it's a blindside block even if he's running straight at you. If he's not looking at you, is that still considered a blindside hit? Like it is complete fucking nonsense.
0: I mean, it's impossible to deem on a on in, in a game moving that fast. It is a terrible rule you can take your player safety and shove it up your ass in my opinion on this, on this topic because yeah, it's it, caught yeah.
1: head on a fucking swivel. Football yeah. 101. I thought we were going back to this. Now they have done a better job of it by and large already, but I guess, you know, they don't want to completely, you know, put themselves in 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 the crosshairs for the PC crowd that hates actual football, you know. So yeah. I guess they have to hedge hedge a little bit, but you know, we're
0: here to call it out. And yes, a hundred percent. That shit is bullshit, and it would have changed the outcome in that game. Perhaps. I mean, maybe Houston responds. I don't know, but a play like that—that—that—that's that, it is that catastrophic. You need to call that correctly. And I thought that was nonsense. Mike Pereira, look, I—I I, I tweeted you this. I thought you guys did a great job for the most part, but that was bullshit. Um, Gamblers win though. Kevin Sumlin, their offense looked great first half. Second half, it looked flat, so I got concerns. Then you had the Stars Breakers, which I thought was a probably the second best game of the weekend, and that was a, a wild one. Once again, some bad kicking from the Stars kind of cost them. Perhaps you know there I, was
1: a bunch of bad kicking this weekend. Yeah,
0: a bunch of bad kicking. Breakers won 17. I got to be honest, Larry Fedora impressed me. That defense was nasty. That defense got after it. I think they were the most I mean Gamblers people were talking tweeting about the Gamblers defense. I think the best defense week 1 is the New Orleans Breakers. They not, got after it.
1: Not exactly the hallmark of uh, Larry Fedora's teams in the past.
0: Yeah, not at all. But uh yeah, I mean I uh I I was completely taken back on the defensive performance and obviously Kyle Sloder Slaughter Sundays. That Slaughter dude's Sundays a beast.
1: Continue to be a thing,
0: and he's got the Jim McMahon visor. I'm all on board. Yeah, I'm all on swag, board. Yeah. Swaggy as shit, and uh, a, a nice four
1: rushes for 30 yards on top of a pretty decent passing day.
0: Yes, uh, and and he got his hand beat up some, but dude, I, I'm i by you know the breakers of my team. Patty see, I already announced that. You know oh, what they're I mean? swaggy.
1: They are swaggy. There's no doubt about it. You know what I like. Highest passing total of the weekend, two hundred two yards. Um, that came from uh, Brian Scott on Philadelphia. Um, and so, you know, I don't need to see a five hundred yard passing day. Dude, I'm not It's so refreshing.
0: I, it's so yeah. when when the when the New Jersey Generals ran the ball twenty three or twenty four straight times, I said, "This is this is what I look." I, I look. I, I I wouldn't mind a game where you have twenty three straight passes, but I want best. I want balance on that. I feel like when you watch today's football in a lot of situations, it's like, man, they're so pass happy. I like that. I'm all on board, man. I like defenses being back. Make defenses great again. That's what I said at the USFL draft. I believe that. Right. I mean,
1: here I'm going to go through it real quick and I'm going to give a uh, uh, a rundown of the total number, the the pass uh, rush um, combinations. Okay. Yeah. Of each team. Okay. So. For the New Jersey Generals, uh, 26 pass attempts, 44 rush attempts. Gotta love it. Okay. For the Stallions, 31 pass attempts, 22 rush attempts. So there you go. A little balance there. Some, one team passes more, one team rushes more. Um, uh, gamblers, you got 18 pass attempts and 26 rush attempts. Someone. Yeah, someone rushing yeah. the ball. Um And then uh, uh, the Panthers 30 pass attempts and 46 rushing attempts.
0: Love it, Jeff Fisher. Love it. Pound that rock. All American Uh,
1: son of a bitch. He is an all American son of a bitch. Uh, Stars, you had 36 pass attempts, 21 rush attempts, and Breakers, you had 27 rush attempts and 39 or 20 27 pass attempts, 39 rush attempts. So again, each game essentially has one team passing the ball more and one team rushing the ball more. Bandits, you had thirty-two and thirty, and Maulers, you had twenty-six and thirty-two. So pretty good balance, but maybe a slight—I mean, considerably more rushing. I would say the NFL balance typically is in that sixty-to-forty range, and I think that's for our taste a little too much passing. So I agree. The fact fact that there's a a true balance of running and passing here it makes it a more uh, aesthetically pleasing uh, product, in in our opinion.
0: Yeah, 100%. I can't man. speak for you,
1: but I can speak for myself. No,
0: I, 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 I 100% agree. I just like difference. I wouldn't mind having an air raid team as long as you have a triple option team. I like difference. Football, you know, has gotten a little too more boring on, on this. everyone doing the same stuff. I, I thought this weekend was fantastic. So that gets us to tonight Bandits 17, Maulers 3. Bandits were shut out in the second half. But I'll be honest if you had to rank these teams, first off, the Maulers they have offensive problems. Although I do appreciate opening up the game. They had a third and 10 to on the first drive. I think it was, <laughs> or maybe it was a third and seven, three yeah. straight runs. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't get a first down. It reminded me of Austin powers when he doesn't, when he stays on a, on a four and blackjack. You know what I mean? Like it's like <laughs> Kirby Wilson just said, fuck you. I too live dangerously. Um, <laughs> remember that? And also powers are like, Hey, uh, sir, you have Mr. Powers. You, you, you have four showing. Do you want to hit? No. And he's like, well, you're going to, you're going to lose." It's like I too live dangerously. Uh, looking <laughs> um, uh, moron. <laughs> bandits get it done. Seventeen three. Bandits defense. Pepper Johnson. That Bill Belichick defense looking legit in Tampa.
1: Hey, give Nick NC Nick credit for that one. He called that out. But you're the one that took his advice and uh, took that on your DraftKings lineup.
0: Yeah, that was my DFS team. The Bandits called wrecked havoc. If I had to give rankings, all right, which I am because this is a USFL podcast. All eight teams. In my opinion, Patty C, number one is the New Orleans Breakers. Mm, I After think week that's, one, that's saying a lot with a little
1: bit of information, especially a team that had one of the closer games score wise.
0: Still, I just think their defense showed up, and then when you have Slaughter, who I think looked like the best quarterback in the league, I actually think that,
1: all these games were kind of close. Yeah. One game was four points, five points, six points, and then the only blowout was that Bandit Smaller's game. So here's anyway.
0: my, here's my power rankings. Yeah, one. Breakers. I know they're my favorite team too, but still, slight bias potential. Yes, two. Grain of salt. Two Tampa Bay Bandits. Yeah, agreed. They look nice. Three, Houston Gamblers.
1: Dude, number fifty-six. That edge rusher who was drafted by the Steelers in the sixth round. Yeah, forgot his name. Man, he was causing havoc in the backfield for the Bandits.
0: Oh yeah. Three, three. You said who? Uh, Houston Gamblers.
1: Gamblers. They look good.
0: They look good defensively. They really, the, the second half I worry about the offense, but uh, I got the gamblers at three at four and I'm only putting this because of the record, I got the Birmingham stallions. I, honestly, I think if they played four out of five times against the generals generals, win four out of five, we'll see. But in,
1: in true uh, Bay's top 25 style, you reward what has actually happened on the field. So. Yes, I admire that. We don't have an O on one team
0: above a one or O team. So, so I got at four the Birmingham Stallions. <laughs> at five, I got the New Jersey Generals because I think they're legit. Sure. Right? At six, I think the Philadelphia Stars. I think they're legit. It wouldn't surprise me if the Generals and Stars ended up uh, the one on two seeds. Right. I think both those are legit. They passed the the eye test, even though they lost. Right. The F- Philadelphia Stars. Yeah. Well, if a
1: close loss to your number one team, I think that does make sense.
0: Exactly. So, and then at, at seven, I got the Michigan Panthers, and even them, I think they're solid. I think they got to get a little. They 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 don't play this two quarterback system. Shea Patterson's your clear best quarterback. Um, if you capitalize on some of those mistakes, I'm going to put the Michigan Panthers at seven. And the clear cut to me, the clear cut eighth team is the Pittsburgh Maulers.
1: Wow, gosh, I mean they played really good defense in the second half there. Uh, the the I will say this: the number of air mailed uh, passes throughout the entire league was very surprising. But that just comes down to like really like I I, I want to say crispness and practice between and the chemistry. receivers. Yeah, chemistry. chemistry right. Yeah. They're, the, they're the just th- like th-
0: three don't weeks. Don't know where
1: the re, uh, where the receiver is going to be necessarily.
0: Timing is a real thing, so we'll see that. But I mean, I thought. Kyle Sloader and, and and Jordan Tamu at times looked really oh, really Tamu good. really good too. Yeah, yeah, those two I think are the clear cut best two quarterbacks in the league, and then Brian Scott probably not far after that as well as uh, you know I think the New Jersey Generals have a good situation. They just got to figure out. I don't believe in the two quarterback system, but we'll see if that continues. Um, Did you
1: see a single running back that uh really jumped off the uh off the screen to you?
0: Uh there were points in the game uh, you know in certain games where i felt like Stevie at times i thought Stevie Scott broke and and i said okay this could be something i thought at times uh Colburn for uh the, Matt Colburn for the Philadelphia Stars but i can consistency no yeah, but but like little flashes to me i thought little flashes of like oh okay if they got this going you know this could work out but uh you know, you know what I wanna see? I wanna see
1: uh Garrett Groshik without a swarming bandits defense cutting off the outside for him, or maybe them just pounding him up the middle a little more. But he was getting uh, you know, hog tied on the ankles a little bit and little a little disappointed in my guy Groshik. I mean, decent output, you know, sixteen rushes, fifty five yards, but I'm expecting big things from him.
0: I am too. And uh yeah, I mean hey but this is the best part is that you know we have all this action going on this is a ten week season we have nine more weeks of this and then the playoffs
1: very true I do want to ask you this what's that what what should the average fan or you or anyone watch for in the game like what what should be what you expect in your viewing. Are you looking for a standalone league to entertain you with, you know, the football that it's producing? Are you looking for prospects that can make the NFL a little bit of both? Are, are you in, should your level of excitement be that of college football or the NFL or, or the yeah, NBA, I, I, I NBA think you're playoffs?
0: More, you're more college football. But I mean, the, the, even like a mixture of college football and NFL, because you have the DFS In league. terms
1: of the quality of play or
0: no, I'm saying like the fact that the fa- from a fan interest standpoint, one of my, look, we love college football, subscribe to the college football experience. Cause we host that show. It's our favorite, but uh, one oftentimes when I speak to the average football fan, they don't like the fact that there's 130 teams, right? Right. It's too hard to grasp. Well, this there's only eight. Now at the same time, yes, you're going to see, I've seen people bash this on Twitter and I I, I've always seen this this, and me, you and NC Nick have been outspoken on this. Like I don't, don't understand why people have a hard time. You know, there's so much hate towards these leagues and I I don't understand it.
1: They hate things. They don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, because it's just people trying to pursue their dreams and, and it, it, I can name a million success stories. There's a fucking Kurt Warner movie out in the past year that talk that, that, I mean, this is a guy that played in these leagues.
1: Yeah. You know? All these motherfucking haters will love it in a few years. If it makes it, if it 100%. sticks around, you know, they'll all be like, Oh, that's cool. I fucking like the XFL. It's this, it, you know, I've had these uh, special fucking moments that I've watched on it, you know, and, and I find it fun. I find it a nice alternative for spring football, which is what we're already seeing it as. But I think a lot of people you're right are very resistant to it. Like gaining traction right now.
0: Yeah. And I guarantee you it will birth careers much like every other one of these leagues did. I mean, shit, I I don't need to go. I I can talk 20 minutes about the amount of players that have come from these other leagues. So, uh, but I think the fact, if they do give it a chance with the DFS and only eight teams and you know, yes, we want the USFL to expand to, to 16 or 25 or 30, you know, actually not 16. We wanted to get like the NFL essentially, but yeah, but at the same time, you do have opportunities, DFS. You can familiarize yourself with these players and play fantasy football. Whereas college football, fantasy football, you'll be like, no, 130 teams. Who's this running back for North Texas. Right? Uh, you know? Yeah. So I, I think it's if you kind don't of, have
1: all the time in the world to digest, you know,
0: yeah, it's kind of a blend of both. And uh, I like that United by football show to, that will help you get familiar with. That this. was cool. That yeah. was. And I, I think this is a winning formula. Give it a chance. It's going to work. Uh and yeah I I am uh very excited next week Patty C on Friday we have the Panthers and the Generals both teams that lost in week one going at it on the USA. Someone's Network. getting off the schneid. Yes, someone's getting off the schneid. Then on Saturday we have two games: Mauler's Stars. I think the Stars will will take that one. I know we got our picks episode coming later in the week on Thursday and our DFS episode. Maybe you win another. Maybe you win a thousand dollars, listeners. On five dollar yes. on a five dollar bet. Uh but on Saturday we got Mauler Stars and Stallions Gamblers. That one's pretty awesome. And then on Sunday we have Breakers Bandits. So three more days of football. This is fucking fantastic. Uh
1: give me give me your fucking uh your playoffs. It's a it's a two-team playoff from each uh the North Division and the South Division out of the four uh from each
0: When it's all said and done right now, I would say, I mean, right now I would have to say in the north. It would be the the wait the north is what stars, Maulers, Panthers, Generals. I think it's gonna end up being the stars in generals. But I I wouldn't surprise me if the Panthers got in that. Wouldn't surprise uh, me if the Panthers got in that. Okay. I, I thought the, they made good adjustments. I thought if that offense can get a little more fluid, they had they got down into that you know twenty yard line that red zone. Uh, Shea Patterson fumbles one. It goes back for seven. That field goal yeah, kicker missed. Nice second,
1: yeah. uh, second half of a showing there.
0: That's what I'm saying. I think the Panthers are alive. I think the Maulers are far from it, but maybe it's just you're, one week. You're hard fading the Maulers right now, huh? I mean, dude, that their quarterback play was really bad. Um <laughs> uh in, in in the South, I got uh, I got Breakers Bandits. I'm sorry, gamblers and stallions. I think they have some issues still at quarterback. I think Breakers Bandits look like look like pretty good teams. I think they Uh, look like the two best teams in the league.
1: Yeah, the South Division might be the uh, the better of the two right now.
0: I can't wait for more action, though, man. I can't wait.
1: Wait, I mean, did the uh, the South went four and zero against the North this week, huh?
0: Dude, I I swear Stonewall Jackson was coaching some of those teams, right? (laughs) Come on. Uh, yeah, the North's got to get their shit together. All right, uh, guys. This is fantastic. We'll be back for two episodes this week. So subscribe to the USFL Gambling Podcast. We're also on Twitter at USFL Gambling. Subscribe to the College Football Experience. We're talking college football five days a week now. Five. <laughs> subscribe to the College Football. We talk college football year round. Subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. We talk college basketball year round. We subscribe to the Sports Gambling Podcast. We talk just everything, every fucking thing you can think of. You want to know who's going to win the Baja Five Thousand? We got you covered. All right, go That's to the right. Slack channel. In-depth
1: analysis.
0: Honestly, go to the Slack channel because the Slack channel we talk USFL all the time. Slack channel sports gambling podcast. Thank me later. Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C eight three one. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. The USFL Gambling Podcast is on uh, Twitter at USFL Gambling, and uh, I mean Patty C. Any last words to leave our listeners with? I mean. It- really just, I
1: I don't want to beat a, beat a dead horse, but it it was cool to see football. And it was kind of the same thing we saw with the AAF. I don't really recall whether the XFL was more classically refereed. And when I say that, I mean like nineties and early two thousands or even back to the eighties, but I do know that the AAF was, and from what I saw, it looked like it was some of the calls that I would have seen as flags in the NFL for sure. We're not called, and I was very happy about that. It made the game a lot more entertaining. So, on that alone, I'll watch it. You know, yes. plus plus the gambling thing is kind of fun too, obviously. Yeah.
0: I mean, lack of flags is always great. All right. This is the USFL Gambling Podcast Week One Recap Episode. Your boy Dundee's looking to make another thousand next week, so tune in as we go out with this sweet ass Houston Gambler song. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. <laughs>